You're listening to the Success Women's Conference podcast. Success doesn't come wrapped in only one package. We know every woman has their own story, their own journey to take. We're here to share those stories and join in the journey, helping each woman to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to create her own kind of success. Hey guys, you are in for a huge treat. So one of our keynote speakers is actually going to talk with you today. She is sharing some amazing gems because she has so much knowledge. She actually has broken barriers with Mary Kay, becoming the first black woman to be named an independent elite executive national sales director with the cosmetics giant. She's also an internationally renowned entrepreneur, speaker, and author, Miss Gloria Mayfield Banks. And I'm really excited that we have our own Kern Cherry, who is the co-founder and director of the Success Women's Conference. So I can't wait to share this with you. So let's jump right in. Well, I tell you, I've been watching you. I, I follow you on the social media line and stuff. And and uh, you're always exciting. Your energy is always great. And another thing I noticed is that you went to Howard University, correct? I did. I went to the true HU. <laughs> yes. My daughter is actually there now. So I'm like, no way. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. She's finishing I up. I love meeting Bison. Yeah. That's so Congratulations she is, to her. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. Always good to, make, uh, to meet a HU uh, person as well. I love Howard as well. I didn't get to go there, but I've always loved the school. Like you said, the true <laughs> number one school. So yeah. anyway, also, um, you've been married for a long time as well. You've been married over 23 years. Y'all yes, share, yes. is it four kids and five grandkids? Is that right? Can you stand it? Can you stand it? Can you stand it? <laughs> we celebrate in September. While I'm in Germany, he'll be in the United States. I'll be in Germany. We'll celebrate anyway. We've got four grown adults, 38, 36, 34, and 33, and then five grandchildren from the ages of 13 to one. So it's been electric. And I'm so glad that you said that you see me on social media because I really do try to put my truth out there on yes. social media because- when you have that kind of life and that kind of craziness, my husband is an extremely successful entrepreneur who's also a world traveler. I mean, it's a lot going on. Parts are going full force all the time. Well, the, that was the other thing I was going to talk to you about. So as I noticed on your social media, you're always everywhere. I saw <laughs> the part where you were in Prague, and I love Prague. I've been there myself. Oh, yes. And my yes. daughters were actually born in Germany. I just came really? back. Yes, we actually really? just came back from Germany uh, in June. They had, they had never been as an adult. And so wow. they both were born there while my husband was in the military. So yes. I'm like... I look at you and I'm like, look at her. She's everywhere. She's sharing it with us live. I love it. I think that's an awesome thing that you do and share with the women that you are motivating all the time. I love your, your, uh, your, you have a motto. What's what, your motto is super bad all day long. All day long. Super love bad it. all day long. <laughs> you know, I really do believe this wholeheartedly that uh, it takes courage. It takes a lot of courage and then courage will create your confidence and then confidence creates your choices. And either, either 
like you, Karen. Yeah. Either you're already super bad all day long or you're on the journey to becoming super bad all day long. And I don't care what audience I'm in front of, they get it. That one sentence says, oh yeah, for sure. Now, sometimes I have to teach them how to say it with the net action, you know, because you just can't say, I'm super bad all day long. You got to say, <laughs> I'm super bad all day long because that is who we are or who we're in the process of becoming. And that's probably where you, where you got your business name, Charisma Factor, as well, right? Yes. Yes, because you got a lot of charisma. <laughs> you really yes, do. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. So, so uh, tell me, I, I've always wondered, what actually drew you to uh, Mary Kay? What, what, what reason did you join? You know, I did not by any stretch of the imagination, even see myself as an entrepreneur. I went to Harvard Business School with a complete intention of getting into what is now called the C-suite. I totally wanted to break the glass ceiling until I found that it was brick. (laughs) I was excited about going to the office. I was excited about what corporate was going to deliver to me. I was excited about what I was going to deliver to corporate. There's still so many things I love about a corporate life. So I had no idea that entrepreneurship was in my uh, journey. So I went to my girlfriend's house just because she invited me and she said she was going to cook and she's an awesome cook. So I was going down there. I had no intentions of buying any makeup. I didn't wear skincare, body care. I mean, skincare or makeup. You know, I let me just say this. I wore a little bit lipstick mascara and I always bought from whoever had the best deal. You know, if you buy this, you get all of this free product if you buy that. So I would jump from line to line because I had no commitment, dedication, or understanding. So when I went down to her house, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I went down there with both my kids. And bottom line is I saw a woman make a good amount of money in two hours. And I saw what she did. And she did not know this. My girlfriend did not know this. The Mary Kay Beauty Consultant did not know this. My mother did not know this. And my sisters did not know that I was a product of domestic violence. Mm. And I was in 10 years of domestic violence and I needed an out. And I knew I was on my path for out. I just didn't know exactly how that path was going to take me. So I knew I needed to make some extra money. And at that time, when I decided I wanted to make some extra money to keep my kids in daycare. And they were one and two years old. And I'm telling you, I tell everybody, if you knew my kids when they were one and two, you would have given me the $200 to keep me in daycare, for sure. I mean, I was, I was on a mission. So I didn't know I needed more friends. I didn't know I needed more joy. I didn't know I wanted to be happy because I was in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you're not thinking about what's now labeled as self-care. You're just thinking about the next step. So through that journey, I think I've, I gained a lot because God clearly told me in August of 2015 that my job was to take women and people from ordinary to extraordinary. And I think that's where the success strategies came in because it's leadership skills and life skills. I call it leader life skills. When you get leader life skills, you really can navigate just about everything life throws at you and life is guaranteed to throw things at you. So, Really, I came in thinking I was going to make an extra $200 a week, and it has turned into far more lucrative, far more fun, and far more of an adventure than I ever thought. Wow. Wow. That, that is amazing. And I know a lot of women are out there probably thinking, you know, it, it, 
how I can't get to where Gloria is. And you're saying anybody can do it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that I love that question because, number one, I think women and people, I teach women mostly, so you'll hear me say that a lot, but people spend an enormous amount of time thinking about what they cannot do. Right. Talking about what they cannot do. Yeah. Imagining about what they cannot do and don't understand the amount of energy they are giving to what they cannot do. If they just took that little bit of energy, that little amount of imagination, that amount of vision and that amount of power to the words on what they can't do and put it towards what they can do. Uh When people say to me, I, I can't handle that many no's, I said, you can handle a lot of no's if you understand what no's are all about. They're not saying no to me. They don't know me well enough to know I don't like you. They're just saying no to whatever you're offering. And you learn how to offer it. And you understand that people say no no matter what. But people say yes as well. So, yes, people can build a business like mine and even greater. Well, I always say if they say no, just find another door. Go around the back. And if you don't, if you can't get through the door, create your own door. That's right. that's where people miss the mark. And I, I agree right. with you. It's, it's really right. important that you you get used to the word no but know that that's not the end in all, you know, there are other opportunities. So let me ask you this. Uh, I saw where you, you went to Harvard. Uh, have yes. you been, so did you do that to incorporate that into your thing or you had already done that before you got into Mary Kay, uh, your Harvard yes. business? Yes, I attended Harvard Business School to get my MBA to support my dream for corporate. Uh-huh. And so I had already done that. And then I left Harvard and I a job selling IBM computers. Mm-hmm. So I already known when I went to Howard that I wanted to go into sales. I, I was very attracted to the position of sales, very attracted to the ability to do something that was based only on what I did. And nobody could tell me whether I did a good job or not. It was very clear. I went to one business class at Howard and the instructor explained about a sales profession And I was like, oh, that is so me. I love people. I love goals. I love working. But instead of going into sales right out of school, I went into management because I knew I wanted leadership. I knew I wanted sales management. So then I went to Harvard Business School with the anticipation that I would do um, management, leadership, corporate. But people ask me all the time, Karen, they ask me, how did your Harvard Business School degree help you in this business? Because it is absolutely true that we have had women at the top of their charts who do not have the degrees that I have. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to think that a degree right. will cause success. Right. I think that if you feel you want a degree, it will cause you to be successful. A degree gave me confidence. What it taught me more than anything else was the power of making a decision. And when I understood the power of decisiveness, I could move and break so many records based on that understanding that somebody can be in my same seat, in my same path, with the same thing in front of them and end up at a totally different destination. 
Wow. And, you know, that really makes a lot of sense. You know, it's the degree is if you want it to help you. Everybody doesn't have to get a degree to get to the same right. place. So, right. again, you're tapping it. Basically, it, again, any woman can be a part and be extremely su successful in Mary Kay or whatever they're doing. So right. let me ask you this. So how do you how did you see tell us what you think your connection is with success? How do you feel like you connect to the Success Women's Conference? Oh, this is so exciting. Because I love to be around women who are ambitious. Now, you do not come to a success conference unless success is something that's on your priority list. Yeah. And you don't come to a success conference wondering if success is a good thing. You know that if you become more successful than you are, it's a good thing. Right. And you come to a success conference because you want to learn because no matter where you are and no matter how many people are impressed with where you are, you know there's more for you. And that's what excites me about this. Because as I teach, I learn mm -hmm. from everybody who asks me a question, from everybody who's in my space. I make it an intentional practice of mine to learn from everything that's around me. So my connection to success is um, way before I became where I am today. And I call myself a non-celebrity celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I have so many followers on social media because, you know, it's it's a celebrity, but I'm not, haven't been on TV, haven't been that thing. I tell people that my journey is because I wanted to be a role model. Mm -hmm. And that desire to be a role model helps me to be transparent. That's why I can tell the depths of the stories with dyslexia and the depths of the detail of domestic violence and how people who deal with the domestic violence, there is a myriad of um, from from really bad to not so bad. You know, there's a big story and people imagine it in their mind. So for me, my success is critical for someone else to become successful. Am I being loud about it? being super bad all day long about it allows someone else to take their story and decide, given my story, will I be successful or will I choose not to be? So do you consider Mary Kay your biggest success story? Wow, my eyes just went big, like, woo. Um, no, I have several success stories. I think attending Harvard University is a big success story. Yeah. Especially when you're dyslexic and especially when you have a lot of things going against it. And then when I left Harvard several years later, I did admission. So I could tell you that one of my success stories was getting into Harvard because that's a huge feat as it, as it is. I think a success story was going to Howard University. I think a success was becoming captain of my cheerleading team when I was in a high school that was being integrated. And therefore, it wasn't like it was the number one thing to have me in that position. But, you know, when you excel at whatever it is you excel at, you become undeniable. I think that uh, breaking several records within my Mary Kay has been big because you don't get to this position unless you helped a whole lot of other people break records. And so I think that there's success that's loud and then there's private successes. You know, I think um, having a phenomenal relationship 
is something I've worked very, very hard at. And there's a lot of success there. And I continue to work hard at it. And everybody doesn't talk about it. I think having a child that was um, in high school mm-hmm. who went nuts. So I put him into a Christian military academy that was four hours from my house where they had very little cell phone power. And now um, at the age of 33 years old, he's going to be a partner in his law firm. Wow. It's another story. My daughter, who's a makeup artist, is another success story. And my, you know, my other stepson, who's like a brilliant, brilliant um, in the Mensa program, like when I talk to him, he's so smart. I just go like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You, know, you can't talk to him. My other daughter has three amazing daughters that she's raised as a single parent and she blows my mind. I know a lot of women and I tell her this all the time of all the women I know you are still the most amazing mother I have ever seen. So there's stories that are big. There's stories that are small. There's stories that are uh, loud. And I think I tell my story a lot because I got inspired by other people's stories. Wow. I love that. How do you feel uh, dyslexia? I know you said it impacted you. So how were you able to get through that? Tell us your story behind that. Okay. I was on the phone just two nights ago with a woman who has an eight-year-old daughter who is dyslexic. And, you know, of course, again, there's degrees of dyslexia. I have a bad case of it. She has a bad case of it. Her mother, that I, who I was talking to, is a very well-educated woman who wants the same for her child. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that have come from this, what some would consider to be a challenge with my dyslexia. So one is knowledge. Um, knowledge is a cause will cause freedom and an understanding. And knowledge that... Most dyslexic people are very smart, allows you to have an attitude about dyslexia that you may not have had if you didn't know this. People who struggle with dyslexia, that has got nothing to do with their intelligence. Like I sometimes ride in the car with my husband and and I'll be doing something and I'll look at him. I say, can you spell simple? And he'll say simple. And I'll look at him and say, no, I know how to say it. I just want to know how to spell it. You know, it's like, because people don't connect the challenges of it. So attitude is a big part of it. Understanding when I was in my 40s, I didn't understand this, but I hear things differently. Yeah. I, I, I went to a school and spoke as a keynote speaker. I, I speak in very different um, venues. And so I went to the school. They asked me to come be a keynote speaker. And I talked to the children there, but while I was there, our principal explained to me that I hear differently. So I did not know why I didn't read well, but she also explained to me, which then I understood knowledge, that every word that I can spell correctly is because I memorized it. I cannot phonetically figure out how to spell knowledge. I can only spell knowledge because I know how to spell. I memorized it. I memorized how to spell it. And so doing this over and over again, you become um, someone who takes a weakness and turns it into a strength. And then I told this mother, I said, here's what I really want you to know. I want you to know, although she may not have been gifted with reading or numbers, she was gifted with something and it is magnificent. And so I want to encourage you to look 
for her gifts because you're not seeing her gifts because you're only seeing her challenges. Exactly. Exactly. I know I struggle with it a little bit, not as probably not as severe. And I've seen it in other people, including my son. Uh, but, you know, they can learn the strategies to overcome it. Like you said, yes. it, it actually makes you smarter because yes. you have to overcome so much to do that and to be successful at anything you're doing. So I love that you share that. So and I know you talked about domestic violence and I know there are a lot of people that endure that. So uh, can you share with women on how you were able to just uh, release yourself from that? Yes, I I love the fact that you asked me that question because I don't think people understand the magnitude of domestic violence. That one out of every third person is in some way, form or fashion affected or they've seen it or they know someone that's affected. I mean, this is an epidemic that has nothing to do with your economic situation, your ethnic situation, where you live in the world it is everywhere. So, um, we just need to know that one of the best things that we can do about it is to talk about it. So I ask women to be courageous and for all of us not to get caught up in the judgment. That's why almost every time I hit the stage, I tell people to look at me. You're looking at a very strong, confident, smart, successful woman who endured domestic violence for 10 years. And I just read an article the other day, Karen, about why women who are powerful, who are successful, are in these relationships. And it's because they really believe they can fix it. Right. 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 We think really we can fix believe. anything. Yes, I can handle it. I know this is not happening to me. Wait till I blah, 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 blah. I mean, we got a conversation going on in our head. We're the most persuasive people that we know. So again, um, I tell women that it's important that if you're strong, you know how to ask for help. If you have to walk away, know that it's not going to be easy. Don't sit around and say, this is not going to be easy. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. So everything that's hard eventually becomes easy when you do it over and over again. It took me a long time to leave. It wasn't an overnight decision. I had two small children and it's generational. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't something that affected my mother, but it is something that has now affected my daughter. It is generational. And um, I've read a lot. I've taught a lot. I've talked to a lot. I've listened a lot. So that's why I can stand up and strongly articulate that this is something that we have to keep in the forefront and not judge people who are all up in domestic violence. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for sharing that. So, I also, so I'm going to ask you a twofold question. Uh -huh. Why should women get involved in Mary Kay? And then tell us about some of the new things that you have coming up as well that you would like to share with the audience. Okay, that'd be great. Like, I have built my Mary Kay business for 31 years. And I believe this with all my heart that everyone who comes and has the opportunity to take a look at our opportunity will be improved either because of their personal growth or 
because of the increased income or because of the freedom and flexibility, or there is something magnificent about being around powerful, positive women in an environment that is intentional about taking others up. So, you know, whether you come through here and it's something you stay in here for a minute or a lifestyle, lifetime, I believe that people can really gather so much from being around American environment. Image, um, just being okay with being spectacular and also being okay with being around women who are survivors, who are not victims, but are victors. So entrepreneurship is something that we'll learn. There's a lot there. I think this platform that I have as number one in Mary Kay has also ignited in me and those who I touch to understand that there's a method to learn. And that's why it's a success strategist because things can be learned. You know how we hear that statement? You know, either you have it or you don't. Well, there's a whole lot of people who have it. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, they weren't born with it. They stayed at it. I was watching something with Will Smith the other day, and I've watched him stay at it till he gets better and better and better. I looked at Jada the other day. I'm like, that red table talk chick wasn't yes. like that from Baltimore 85,000 years ago. I'm not the same person I was 85,000 years ago, and but I haven't lost who I was 85 years ago. I'm just a way better me. And so I think that What's up for me is that you'll hear something when they hear what's going on with Glow Nation, hashtag Glow Nation. I tell everybody, if you're talking about me, hashtag Glow Nation. Yes. And if they want to understand how powerful it is to be in a group of people who are going forward on my private Facebook page, it's called The Power Huddle, and it is intentionally designed for women who want to be stronger, smarter, and more successful. So those are the things that are going on with me. If they watch me, they will see me do some live events around the nation because I know that women together are better. Yes. Yeah. We really, women really love connecting. We really love getting together and we actually inspire each other. So I love the fact that you do that. You connect people together. And so did I see where you had a, a book project or, or a book that you have done recently? I have, a book. Yeah. I have a book. It's called Quantum Leap. And it is specifically designed with the 10 steps, I believe, that help people have a strong movement towards their desires. I always tell people, I don't know what you desire, but I do know that these 10 things, I, I tell people it's a very nice book, but it's not a table book. It's an instructional book. It's not ghostwritten. Even for a dyslexic person, I wrote it. <laughs> I had a whole lot of proofreaders, but I wrote it. <laughs> and it is something I believe and have taught for years about how to get to the top because there's nothing more frustrating than to work at something and end up 12 months later in the exact same position. Right, right. So, so since you're sharing, what are your social media platforms? And I know you have a lot. So tell us where they can find Gloria Mayfield Banks. Well, I'm excited to be on Facebook at Gloria Mayfield Banks. I'm excited to be on Twitter and Instagram at Gloria Banks. 
Bottom line, if you go on GloriaMayfieldBanks.com, it will lead you to all my social media platforms because you don't know what platform really feeds the person who's looking for you. But I promise that if they follow with me, they will get something that will make them laugh, that will make them cry, that will make them think, that will make them shift, and that will make them go up. Well, I am so excited. I mean, the team and I, uh, last year we were like, who's one of the speakers that we would love to have at Success? And it was Gloria Mayfield Banks. And we're like, okay, we, she's on the list. We're going to get her here. She will be at Success. And we are so glad that you are joining us this year at our Success Women's Conference, which is the September the 19th through the 21st. We are so excited that you're actually the uh, VIP elite host for our women who are stepping it up a game and want to spend some time with you. And then, of course, the awards uh, breakfast where we uh, honor all our top influencers across the Gulf Coast. We're so glad that you're going to be there sharing, sharing your vision, sharing where you're going Sharing with all, I'm sure all the Mary Kay ladies will show up as well. I got yes. my Mary Kay lipstick on today as well. I love, I actually keep it in my purse every day. So I always have to share that. But I love Mary Kay. And so anyway, thank you for being with us. And I appreciate you taking the time to join the Success Podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So excited. Looking forward to it. Take care. All right, now it's your turn. What can you do today to apply the information that you just heard to your life? Let us know on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com forward slash success women's conference or feel free to visit our website at successconference.info. And while you're there, feel free to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And we've been hearing a lot of feedback from you guys. So if you're getting anything out of these podcasts, feel free to leave us a rating on iTunes. And we're now on iHeartRadio. And you can also comment while you're there, letting us know what you're thinking, how you're enjoying these podcasts, and how they're changing the way you think about success. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Crystal Scratching, and this is the Success Women's Conference Podcast.